Friends, welcome. It's so wonderful to be here with you. Uh, and in fact, that is the main thing I'm going to talk about today, uh, is the sweetness of this gathering. Um, so let us start. There's still some people joining us, but let's go ahead and start by sitting together for 15 minutes. I'll ring a bell, and at the end of 15 minutes, I'll ring another bell. And, um, and then we will say the robe chant together. And then we'll have, I'll offer some reflections and then the, um, the traditional time for inquiry. But first I'm gonna put on my brocasol. Yogan offers suggestions for sitting to um, sit uh, in a comfortable place, uh, sit in a way that is stable, to uh, move side to side a little bit and forward and back so that your uh, spine is upright and your head is, the weight of your head is comfortable on your spine. And he suggests tucking your tongue into the top of your mouth, which I help finds, I, I find helps a lot. And to take some deep breaths and then to simply settle into breathing without trying to accomplish anything. And his, what he reminds us of in, in very beautiful words that I can't exactly recall right now is that the universe is unfolding every moment something we tend to forget, and that by sitting in quiet reflection, we can make time to simply participate in that unfolding. Let the universe come to us, go out in our minds to meet all the 10,000 things that, that make us what we are.
Please join me in saying the robe chant. I'll ring the bell at the end. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. I want to start with um, an ancient teaching from Gautama Buddha called uh, the Five Remembrances. It's part of the Uba, Upajatana Sutta. And the Five Remembrances, as I'm sure everyone here is familiar, I am subject to aging. There is no avoiding aging. I am subject to ill health. There's no avoiding ill health. I am subject to death. There is no avoiding death. Everything and everyone will change and I will be separated from them. And this is not in the sutta, but, I, but it's something that occurs to me, which is that everyone I know is also subject to the three, the first three uh, aspects of this life, and that this awakens compassion in me. It's a guide to compassion to know that I'm not the only one that feels these things or has these things to fear. But as the Buddha taught in, in many other places and many other stories, these are ways, th these are things to remember about other people to, so that we can feel compassion and be motivated by compassion. And then the fifth remembrance is, my actions are my only true possessions. I cannot escape their consequences. So if, our, if my actions grow out of compassion, that produces different consequences than if they grow out of a, a complete self-centeredness. So those are the five remembrances from the Buddha. And then I have a, another, um, another story that's uh, connected in a way. It's the story of the, the monk and the tiger and the strawberry, a familiar Zen koan. Uh, one afternoon, a monk was walking along a brook deep in the forest. He gathered water there every day. When he knelt to dip his bucket in the water, he heard the, bush, the bushes rustle behind him. He turned and saw a huge tiger staring at him and licking his hung hungry lips. The monk jumped up, dropped his bucket and fled. The tiger ran after him. The monk ran deeper into the forest than he had ever gone before. He kept running. The tiger stayed close behind. The thick foliage ended at a steep cliff. The monk stopped short and looked over the edge. He saw shop rocks hundreds of feet below. If he jumped, he would die. The monk thought that uh, the tiger began to pounce and the monk thought that dying on the rocks was better than being eaten alive. So he jumped and he grasped de desperately at vines and roots on the cliff wall below him to slow his fall. He caught hold of a thick vine, gripped hard and stopped his fall. He looked up at the growling tiger above and he looked down at the rocks below. At that moment, 
The monk saw a, pr a plump red strawberry hanging on the cliff face. And he saw two mice that were coming and gnawing at the roots of the vine. He forgot the tiger and the rocks and he plucked the strawberry and popped it into his mouth. He bit down slowly and savored the delicious sweetness. This is the most delicious strawberry I have ever eaten, he thought. And that's the end of the story. So those are, those are two, to me, related stories about how to approach the conditions of our life. It's, there's a, a great drama of being chased by a tiger and a, a lesser drama in having your life supports nibbled away by rice, uh, by mice, pardon me, nibbled away by mice that uh, are chewing at a little vine that you're hanging on to for dear life. But they are related, as the Buddha says. Um, I'm subject to aging, ill health, death, and there's no escaping those. Everyone I know will change and they will be taken from me. And the same, the same factors apply to them. And I need to remember that with every single person I meet. And finally, what matters is how we choose to live our lives. And that can even be in the crazy thought of savoring the sweetness of a strawberry and leaving behind uh, the, the great fear that is gripping our body, or the great anxiety that, that controls our lives, or the stories that, that can make such a difference to us. So I hope that makes sense. I, the reason I've, I wanted to tell those two stories together is because I've had a lovely day. I woke up this morning fairly early, had a, had a wonderful morning with my wife. I went to the gym and lifted weights for a little bit and dragged some weights around, walking backwards, a new thing for me. And uh, as I was driving back from the gym, uh, uh, just before 10 o'clock Albuquerque time, I'm in Albuquerque, I got a text from Flint saying, thank you very much for leading inquiry tomorrow. Uh, and and I, I hope all goes well for you. And that's a wonderful thing. And that appended to that was a note. I tried to send this yesterday, but it didn't go through. So I had forgotten that I was going to lead the inquiry today. And uh, of course I panicked and rushed home and quickly took a shower. And, and while I was taking a shower, it came to me, this is a chance to be immersed in the sweetness of the Apamata Sangha. And it, it's always that way. And I shouldn't forget it just because I wrote a commitment down in my calendar incorrectly. So that's what I wanted to say. And that's why it's alive for me today. Um, and then finally, I want to say that a few weeks ago, I gave a talk at Apamata following up on, on something that, um, on a talk that Flint had given at the end of August, and kind of a prelude to a talk that, that Peg gave last Sunday about the future of Apamata and about how, the, how Apamata got to be the way it is. And... Um, at the time in August, it seemed there was a good deal of anxiety 
uh, bouncing around in uh, among people at Appamata, and certainly for me, uh, about the future of the group. Could the group hold together? Could, uh, as Flint quoted uh, William Butler Yeats's poem, can the, the center cannot hold. Um, mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. And those sorts of, of grim reflections. Uh, but he ended up on a very positive note about, uh, and a very positive note, and one that I tried to, to build upon in a talk that I gave. And it was that what makes this Sangha what it is, is the commitment that we share to each other. And I was just reflecting on that. And, it, you know, in the context of, of how I was feeling in August, that seemed difficult, and tragic, and, and oh, a big struggle, and which is how I approach a lot of things in my life. But then, since then, I've come to realize that it doesn't have to be that way. And that, in fact, it never really has been that way. That there is always this undercurrent of generosity and commitment and uh, love that flows through this group and that I get to participate in. And that's why I keep coming back is because it has animated my contacts with, with everyone at Appamata from the beginning. The radical part of it, I think, is that Appamata was started by these two charismatic exemplary teachers. Exemplary not once, but over and over and over again in the way that they approach their teaching, in the way they approach their lives and, and what they are willing to share, what they're willing to commit to and in building this community. And then they, what has happened is that wisely, they didn't wait until they were incapacitated as has happened with many sanghas. They didn't wait until uh, they were irreplaceably gone. They began building a social architecture. This is what Peg was describing in her talk last Sunday or two Sundays ago, pardon me. Um, a social architecture for sharing responsibility, for sharing commitment, for encouraging each other, literally building courage within each other to face what we have to face. And that this is a this is an arena in which we can do that, and that that and that we can then, from what we learn from the sharing at Appamata and from each other, on days like today that we can take that into the rest of our lives. And we can take that out to the people we meet everywhere and to the, and to the social problems that need to be addressed. So that's my reflection for today. Thanks for, for listening through all of that and, um, and, and for sharing it with me. And let me say, I welcome any chance to talk with anyone here. So as Maria has said, to raise your hand, please use the button in the, uh, under the reactions uh, uh, button at the bottom of the page. Darcy, welcome.
Mm. You're now unmuted. Ah, okay, great. Uh, so, um, Joel, I just feel so moved that I want to 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 speak up. Um, really interestingly, this morning, I decided I'm, uh, to listen to your uh, Way Seeking Mind talk. <laughs> and I had no idea you were going to be leading inquiry today. Uh, and it's, uh, I, I was very moved by your talk. And I will say it was, I believe, uh, 2012, and Joel was the first person to give a Wayseeking Mind talk with Papa Mata. Um, and that makes it easy to find in the list of talks. <laughs> yes, I guess it was a few months ago you told me, and I thought, oh, I need to listen to it sometime. And for whatever reason, it was this morning. And uh, it's there's such a um, tenderness to it that it's exactly like what you continue to offer and um, it was um, such a gift and uh, I just I thought I would mention it so everyone would know um, I think knowing your background is so inspiring because you know you went through a lot um and um you just showed up and you've kept showing up all these 10 years to now um, and I, I wanted to thank you darcy thank you so much for 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 listening to that talk when you first said that you listened to the talk I thought, oh, I probably said exactly the same thing I did today. I always, I seem to, to use the same examples and the same sources and, and, and so on in various talks. But anyway, thank you very much for saying that. And of course, you know, from your own life and from your other contacts at Apamata and all the people that we have gotten to know in person and online, none of us, all of us have gone through a lot. A lot, and um, uh, that's. But sometimes we forget. It is important. Yeah, it is, and, it, and that's the and virtue of the. Someone is a teacher like you are today. Um, it's a good reminder that we're all in it, and um, so. Thank you, I wish I had taken notes, but I learned a lot and you didn't say all the same things that you've been saying for the last um, six years since okay. I've been with Apamata. So great, great. It's really, really good. Thank you. Thank you for that generosity and 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 openness, Darcy. I'm so grateful. It's good to see you in this seat today, Joel. Thank you, Thank you for being here. Sheila? Hi, Joel. Sheila. I wanted to come forward. I don't 
think I ever have a, an inquiry with you, but we have spoken on the porch, which <laughs> is always a pleasure. Um, I appreciated so much what you said today, but I wanted to go back to, I think it was last week that you shared so openly your um, question about your volunteering at the food bank and was it enough to do? And that has stuck with me all week. Um, I think because I tend to have that same question often, um, I'm fortunate enough to be retired and be able to do volunteer work now. Um, but I so often feel like it's not quite enough. And um, what sort of living with, hearing you, a trusted teacher, <laughs> ask that question about yourself uh, just meant so much to me because I, I, I think when we, um, have practiced for a while, uh, we should know the answer to those questions <laughs> in ourselves. We should, we should know that, that, um, you know, just showing up as Darcy was saying, showing up is a big thing for me now, because when that question arises in my mind now, um, I often step back and remind myself that showing up and with the intention of um, compassion for others and to do the little piece that I can is, is what it's about. Not, I have to remind myself that it's not about whether what I do is enough, but that I continue to show up and to, um, you know, with, with love and compassion in whatever setting I'm in. And, and it just, it has stayed with me all week and I just appreciate it so much. Your open heartedness when you said that about yourself. So thank you. And today is, it, it is the same. The sweetness of this sangha is just, just um, amazes me. Every time I show up, <laughs> it amazes me how touched I am by, by the faces, the people, the, the, and the teachers that um, bring, us, bring us the teaching. So thank you so much. Thank you, Sheila. I, I want to add that um, I kind of hinted at it when I was going on about the questions that I had, but then Todd really brought it into sharp focus in his response to me, which was maybe I'm not going to end homelessness and hunger in Albuquerque. I mean, there's a pretty good chance that's not going to happen <laughs> in my efforts. However, as he very wisely pointed out, I will be changed. I may not change a situation, which I've identified, but each step that I take toward reaching out to others is a step that changes me. And again, as the uh, Upajatana Sutta says, 
My actions are my only possessions. I cannot escape their consequences. So, yes. And I am amazed every time someone, when that, how often we touch others and, and what we do does flow out in ways that we really never know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it does change the world <laughs> to show up with love and compassion and, and just do the little, the little pieces that we're able to do. So thank you so much. Yes. And again, thank you, Sheila. And I love knowing that you, where you are, are taking that with you and, and acting out of that every day. Yes. Thank you. Sheila, welcome. <laughs> I think she's just again. Hang on, I'll oh. find her. I'll find her. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Sheila, you might want to. I'm How sorry. I said the wrong. I said the the. There was the other Sheila. Sheila Fling came up. So, she- Sheila Fling, welcome. <laughs> Love that sign on her wall, resist nothing. It reminds me of some of the Pema Chodron wow. books, you know, welcoming the unwelcome and so forth. Mm. Joel, I love hearing you today and seeing all these people, some of whom I don't know very well, but I'm kind of beginning to learn. And I'm so interested in um, well, the five remembrances and the strawberry story, that's one of my favorites, too. But I'm kind of a newbie to this sangha, and I haven't been involved since 2012. And when she says 10 years, that is just wonderful. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but when you mention Peg and building a social structure i think is the word you said architecture social architecture is the phrase she uses i knew it wasn't social hierarchy (laughs) that wouldn't fit but um i think of you of course joel because you sent me the chant book right away and uh and then laurie and jessica that was with us so much at the beginning and and all of y'all all of y'all, that's Texas. Um, and now I can't wait to look up the first way-seeking mind talk and see what you said in there. Because yes, we've all gone through a lot and we're all going through more and that really is important. I went to the memory care this morning to visit all the people that I know in there. They don't. We don't call it memory care, we call it generations because there's so many generations before and going on that we want to remember. And uh, the one I especially, well, they were all special, but um, one has recently entered the memory care from the assisted living. And she was one of my table mates. And we shared a lot of joking and a lot of singing. And uh, she just was so precious to me. And since she had fallen and been in the hospital and then rehab, she had changed so much. 
and there wasn't any more joking and seeing. I mean, I could still kind of pull it out of her by starting, you know, but she was just really kind of depressed at seeing. And then lo and behold, after she fell and and was in lockdown for a long time with some kind of real bad infection. And now she's in the memory care and when I went, she's revived. And then I got to see all these other lovely people that I've known in assisted living that have now gone into memory care. And one couple, an older couple, they're all, we're all older. <laughs> what am I talking about? This is a place for elders. But anyway, this really lovely couple, he was a military, but he was also a seminary professor. And, uh, and the wife has a little stuffed dog and she's always had that dog when they were in, it's too much to tell. But anyway, and so today the, the husband told me that the name of that little dog, I said, what's his name? And he said, it's Toot. It sounded like T-double-O-T, but he said, it's for substitute. <laughs> and so I said, oh, a little stuffed animal. What a great toot. I need a toot. Anyway, y'all are my toot. <laughs> my sangha, even though I'm kind of new to it, and I'm going to go look up if I can find the way seeking mind stories. Thank you so much for being here and reminding us of the five remembrances. And yes, that's everybody has been through it and goes through it all in different ways. Compassion. Thank you for that beautiful teaching, Sheila. Thank you. It looks like Ed Sanchez has did disconnected. Uh, I'm not seeing his face now. And I, I was hoping he, oh, there, Ed, now I see you. There you are, I was looking in the wrong place. So I don't know, I don't know how this is gonna come across on the screen. Oh, it wants to blur out because of the blurring. So I'm gonna fix that. So. So um, this is an image created by Ed Sanchez that I managed to find online by going to his, uh, his webpage. It's a, it's a lunar eclipse that he photographed um, against a very beautiful dark sky. And um, I wanted to share that. I, I don't mean this as a commercial plug, but he has many beautiful uh, images available on his website and they are available as note cards and as posters and so on. And, and uh, uh, I only knew about that because Cassie mentioned his website one time. So um, I just wanted to share that. Uh, Becky, welcome. Joel, this is such a wonderful topic because it's the one that I feel almost every day when I sit with people and each time that we are together, it really reinforces the, the beauty of Sangha uh, and the way that it changes our lives every day, every day. And uh, it's really... It, sometimes I'm just overwhelmed by how beautiful and, and amazing it is. But today, I'd like to sing a song that came to me while 
you were while you were talking that I've recently learned uh, it's uh, from the Plum Village, and uh, I just it just is what came to me while you were talking. We are all the leaves on one tree. I've got the wrong tune. Let me try again. <clears throat> We are all the leaves on one tree. We are all the leaves on one tree. The time has come for us to live as one. We are all the leaves on one tree. We are all the waves in one sea. We are all the waves in one sea. The time has come for all of us to live as one. We are all the waves in one sea. We are all the stars in one sky. We are all the stars in one sky. The time has come for all of us to live as one. We are all the stars in one sky. And we are all the waves in one sea. And we are all the leaves on one tree. And, and I just think so much of the teachings that, that we as a Sangha are one body. And it's what's such so beautiful about when, when Peg so clearly talks about the architecture of it in, in that way is that it's intended that we can operate that way and that we each bring what we can to it and that we show up and that we take it out into our lives, touched so much by what we give each other. So I just have so much, so much gratitude for it and so much awe and so glad to be here. And thank you so much for, for focusing on this part of how sweet it is. And, um, and sometimes we may feel like we've just gone over the cliff and have been lucky to find a strawberry and savor it no matter where we land with it. But so often we land in each other's arms, walking each other home together to the home of our true self. And it's beautiful. Ah, so beautifully said, Becky, thank you. Thank you so much. Would you, Becky, could you um, talk, I'm sorry, my dog has decided to bark at somebody. Um, could you talk about the connection with the Sangha that uh, has the singing practice that you told oh, me about? Yes. Um, 
as I was dealing with trying to keep my throat open while the cancer was, was sort of taking it over, I realized that singing was something, the resonation that happens in the singing of it was also healing in a real direct way. And so I took up singing even more enthusiastically than I'm inclined toward, which is pretty much anyway. Um, and was just by happenstance uh, heard of a, a sangha in Kingston, Ontario, that has a once a week gathering and they call it uh, songs of practice. And sometimes it's only two or three people and sometimes it's five or six or whatever. And of course we can't sing, we can't hear each other singing together on Zoom. So there's a song leader and it's all done in the oral tradition, which is that you don't get uh, you know, a recording of it to learn it from and you don't get the words and so on. It's by repetition, much the way that we really learn our chants. And um, in, in that then, I, it's, it's just been quite wonderful. I call it my singing sangha. And, uh, and I've gotten to really get to know some of the people there in some of the times of sharing we do have within that as well. And, um, and I've also, as many of you have heard, there are a couple of our own chants that I, that I was able, that I, that I heard the music of before as, as the lyricness of them. And, uh, and so uh, a couple of the, the chants that I've um, put, to, put to you know music and have shared out to them and they're using some of them regularly in their sangha because mm -hmm. they sing as part of their weekly um, uh, main main thing where we're you know and it's a very small sangha there uh but quite wonderful um and it, and it the the plum village tradition has a lot of music and and mo movement as part of their um basic uh construction so uh i just found it really delightful and and i and, and part of what I said when I was looking for something like that is I, I have trouble imagining the kind of joy that our being together gives me and, and to not have it include song. And, and so I've, I found that and now I share it back every once in a while when a song feels like the right thing and what it is and, and it gives me joy and, and it keeps my throat open. Thank you, Becky. So it's it's uh, a sangha in Kingston, Ontario, and is the page called Songs of Practice? I think that's how I found it. Was searching for songs of practice. Well, songs of practice. Um, they they have the. I think it's called the the second part. Oh right. Is okay. that? I think that that might be the the name of their their overall group. And the Wednesday, the, the Wednesday, well, depending on where you are, afternoon or evening or whenever, um, they're, they, and they welcome anyone to come. Thank you, Becky. Thank you, Joel. Uh, Bridget, thank you for waiting. 
Lovely to see you. You're still muted. Ah, now you're not. I am. Well, I'm just glad to be back with you all. I realized I was leaky and tearing up earlier because I was so touched by the remarks of the others. And in my recent travels, I went to see my 93-year-old friend who's very cognizant of the loss of her memory. And she, of course, remembers her own husband and she remembers mine. And we did used to do some things together when we all lived in Massachusetts at the same time. And yet she was so articulate and she's saying, you know, it's so good to see you. And when you describe the things we did, there's nothing comes back. I can't remember any of it. And it's so frustrating, but it feels so good to just be here now. And that just made me, your remarks today um, about the five remembrances that maybe we don't have to remember everything. It's the feeling of being together and the resonation we have with one another that is, is what's healing us and loving us to one another. Um, and it's just something I want to share and say what it means to me. Thank you. Rosemary, you're up next. Hi, Joe, and uh, thank you for your talk, for being here and for um, jumping in at the last second and being so composed about it. Um, today's my birthday, and um, I just really wanted to thank, uh, thanks everybody. Um, thank everybody for um, yeah, being there for me. Yeah, it's been, um, this was not at all what I was going to say, but um, <laughs> you know how that goes. Um, yeah. Um, it's been quite uh, a two two and a half years with with the group, and um, um, yeah, what's happening now? This opening up, not always comfortable, often not, but so um, nourishing. So I just want to say thank you. That was it. Thank you. Ed, welcome. Okay, there we go. Am I unmuted now? Um, firstly, thank you so much, Joel, for that unsolicited um, recognition and appreciation. Uh, I don't want you to stifle yourself. Feel free to do that at any time, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and it's interesting because, um, you know, today your talk, uh, as well as the, the last time that you were there talking about the charity work, just the, the interrelatedness and the, the repetition or the reinforcement of that theme of, of belonging 
Um, the Sangha for me, uh, it is a great sense of belonging and interrelatedness in how we grow and recognize from others. A lot of the imagery that I do is about belonging and, and being part of and how you experience uh, the things that have been created, the things that are formed that we can see in our embodied self um, and how everything is connected. There is nothing that's isolated in and of itself. And, um, you know, to see all of those metaphors of the Sangha of, um, of, of imaging, of um, doing what we do and knowing that the consequences of our actions uh, we may not see the direct results, but nothing exists as a separateness and um, not having that attachment to what the outcomes uh, are, uh, but being able to do that. And I, I see it week after week, just being able to, to be here and to participate, uh, even if it doesn't mean speaking, but just to to hear and to have the, the nature and the spirit of being part of the Sangha, uh, that consequence and that belonging is something that stays with you and you take with you, even when the Zoom call is done, even when the sun is, has risen and, and sunk again multiple times. So uh, thank you for being a demonstration of all of that and the things in the way that you do. Thank you. Thank you, Ed. I so admire what you and, and other folks who make beautiful things do to share with the world. And I will say astronomical images mean a lot to me. I was a fundraiser for an astronomy department for 20 years, and I got to hang out with the astronomers and go out to dark sky places and, and everything. So that's why I chose that particular image among the many many beautiful images that you have shared. So uh, I, I wanted to, to point Thank that out. Thank you again. Thank you. So Denise, um, par pardon me, uh, Maria, do we need to stop at the 30 minute mark or is, could we go a couple minutes longer? And that's completely up to you, Joel. That's your call. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, if you need to go, please, um, Please do go ahead and, and Denise, uh, welcome. So let, let's talk. Um, thank you very much. Um, I'm joining you from Switzerland, um, where we watch very much the hour. So thank you very much um, for letting me talk, even if it's a bit over the hour. Um, I, I'm just the second time in this setting, and I'm very touched by all what you shared about the Sangha. And um, in a way, you know, in Switzerland, we don't have a Sangha, but I, I participated a lot in retreats in England and in Switzerland with Flint. And in, in a way, it's amazing how it works even not knowing all of you. Just a few of you I know. Um, and I thought just, I want to share something, a small thing that I lived today so that you get to know me a bit. Um, and just for the joy of sharing, or maybe there is a question in it too. 
I went to Ikea today. I hardly ever go there because it's awful. And I get into a trance and in the end, I just bought some, uh, this dry bread. And there was a, a lady from, I think, Ethiopia selling a newspaper for the homeless people. And I had it already. So I walked by and said, hello. And I said, sorry, I already have the newspaper. And I started going downstairs. And then I thought, that's not her problem. If I have it already, why haven't I given her anything? So I walked up again and gave her some money. And then I walked down again. And then I was very astonished that I, I didn't feel you know, I didn't feel anything, but positively anything. It was just, I felt I did the normal thing. Um, nothing special by going up again and giving her something. And I don't know why you were talking, uh, Joel, I remembered this moment of today and um, yeah, I just wanted to share this with you. Maybe you have a thought. Well, well thank you, Denise. I, I, I participate on Wednesdays in a group with Appamata. It's a, it's a small group that meets. It's, it's available through the Appamata website. It's called Zazen and Sharing. And for the last several months, it, it was started by Kim Mosley and Ellen Hippert. And uh, I get to take part in it regularly. Uh, but we've been reading uh, the book, Training in Compassion. Well, we, we've been studying the Lojong slogans. Let me say, try that again. Lojong slogans. And um, one of the recent ones that we have read is, don't expect applause in, in training in compassion. It's like, don't expect to be different, to feel different, to feel praised, to praise yourself, anything like that. No, and and to, to be grounded in the fact that to be able to do a compassionate act is simply part of your true nature. You know? And um, that's a, what, what you shared, I think, was a very good example of how that can be. Thank you. So... Um, all right, well, let's, let's together say the four practice principles. Uh, we'll just say them one time, and I'll ring a bell at the end. So. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher. Being just this moment, compassion's way. Thank you everyone for being here and for all the wonderful folks who shared all the wonderful experiences. So dear and so kind. Maria. You know, such a large ingredient to what makes this Sangha so sweet. So thank you so much. And thank you for such a wonderful contribution and talking today. 
and uh, and thank you all so much and if you'd like to offer dana to to joel and to any of the other teachers or programs please do go to appamada.org and there you'll see an opportunity to to offer dana to to whichever you you choose and, and if you'd like to continue to meet and share, then please do stay right where you are, pop into gallery view, and we'll continue for a further um, 24 minutes. Is I think that's right, my maths. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Thank you.